Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Viva Las Vegas. Here we are. Radio Row, it's back again. This all looks the same as any other year. It's everything around it that is dramatically different. It isn't New Orleans. It isn't Miami. It isn't Santa Clara. It isn't Phoenix. It is Las Vegas. It's Las Vegas, baby. For the week. Vegas, Super Bowl baby. 58 is upon us six Vegas, days Vegas, away. Vegas. Have you gambled yet? I, not yet, but I just took out a big wad of cash from the ATM, so I'm ready. I'm ready to gamble. I've got... Not responsibly. I've got my I've got my gambling money. Whoa, this is my gambling money for Whoa, the week. Let me see that. Let me feel that. Ooh, look at I knew you were rich. Oh, look let, at this. Let, He's let got a Las Vegas pin there. See, my dad you're bougier than me. My dad always wanted to come to Las Vegas. Right. Lifelong gambling. I just do that. You've got like I put yeah. a hair tie for my, that, my, my daughter yeah. and wife's yeah. hair tie. So my dad always wanted to come to Las Vegas and never did. Right. Lifetime gambler. Gambler who realized the house always wins, so he became a bookie. So when I left, before I left, he's got a little diamond pinky ring yeah. that I took Damn. that I'm going to wear to the casino oh. for luck. And I forgot he's got like a he's got a money clip that I didn't pick up. Right. And as soon as we walked in, we went to a little store by the lobby at the hotel, and yep. I saw this money clip, and it's like, here it is. Had to get the money clip. For Good. Him. Now you're so, yeah. Look at you. There it is. Now you're Michael Florio. You're in Vegas. You got cash. He'd be you mad got the at me. pinky he'd ring. Be mad at hey. me because the way he said it. Yeah. He what told did he me when I was a kid. When you carry a bankroll, right. you do it like this. Agreed. With the small, small bills on, on the, the outside. outside. That's right. You want them to think you're carrying a bunch of ones, exactly. not a bunch of 20s. I always, got, I always fought against that. The guys that put the hundreds on the outside, I want to be like, you know, you want to be low key. You want to have yeah. the big stacks underneath so they don't really know how you're going to hit them there. The wise guy approached small bills on the outside. That's and I up. assume my dad always had at least one one that he could wrap around all the hundreds when it was time to go to the craps table, which Damn, we will be doing. I at some point. That's how we got the Chateau de Florio. Okay. Not I by gambling. It. No, no, Not by gambling. Right. We may lose it. We may have to sell it by the time I get home if I get that bug that's in my DNA. The setup is is like you said, it's it's similar, but it's it is Vegas. It does feel like 
like they're made for this, right? That's yes. the one thing. That's where it, it's very easy. The fact that we're in a hotel that's close to this is very spacious and somewhat new, right? And, uh, yeah, it's, it's got a good feel. It really does, and I'm excited for this week. Almost didn't make it today. Well, you? I don't know what would have happened. We were flying from Charlotte to Las Vegas. The right. connection, because you can't get to anywhere from Pittsburgh without stopping somewhere. Gotcha. We go to Charlotte. Yeah. And somewhere probably over Arkansas. I don't know. I was trying to sleep. Flight attendant gets on and says, is there a medical professional oh, on board? Oh, gosh. So somebody Nothing was sick. Worse. Something right. was going on. Right. Guys running up and down the hall, the, yep. the flight attendant. Yep. Like, and it was like very tense for like a little while. Like the defibrillator, the defibrillator come yeah, out? I know, but everything eventually calmed down. <laughs> right. But we spent some time thinking they're going to have they're to gonna land. Turn I mean, around if a person needs emergency yeah. care, we got to land, and right. then what do you do? And so, and I'm thinking, well, I may not be on the show tomorrow, but it all worked out. All right, but I had, that, I had about 15 minutes of wondering, uh, you know, what you would do with that. You would have missed me today. I, I would have missed you. I would have. That would have been weird to be just hold down the show here by myself for two hours, but we would have made do, but it would have, you would have been missed. Today's definitely. the day... That the least really happens, but we do have Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers of the Las Vegas Raiders cool. coming on later. The smart people come Monday, Tuesday, because by Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's a zoo here. It's crazy, yeah. and there's no space. Right. And if you're somebody who would be like today, Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers, they're, they're the headliners. You come Friday, sorry, you ain't even getting on the bill. You're not even on the bottom. Well, you're, the right? heavy hitters are yeah. there. I mean, that's the day made for Hall of Famers, Super Bowl winning coaches, superstars. You see who we have, like Wednesday? Your I, boy Blues coming. I, I, I can't even believe it, right? When they said Josh Allen last week, I was like, are we sure it's wait, Jags, wait, Jaguar, Jaguar, sure, Josh yeah, Allen? I haven't asked that question yet. Are we right. sure it's that Josh they Allen? They weren't sure last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is? Wow. It is. Yeah. It is my boy, Blue. That's amazing. That's going to be a lot of fun, too. We'll, we'll have some good times with him. Well, one, thing, one thing, and I don't want to go back down this rabbit hole from last year. Right. One thing I've learned to be is very circumspect about promoting on PFT who's going to be on. Yeah. In the event yeah. that someone right. might see it and say, Oh wait! I don't, oh, don't want, let our guy. Yeah, don't on let there our guy him. on that right. show. So, well, there's one way to keep that from happening. We just until yeah until they're already okay, on, then good. it's too late. Right. So, All right. All I ain't right. saying nothing. There will be so if you want to enjoy the show this week, and we hope you do. And we are live on Sky Sports, and we're live on Peacock, and we're live on Sirius XM 85, one to three Eastern all week long. Yep. We're not going to promote many in advance, except. Except Josh Allen. Josh Sorry Allen. about well, that. We kind of We know out. Josh will show. But, but uh, we're not going to promote any others so we right. don't get anybody yanked before we have a chance oh, to talk Oh, I know. To well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I guess that's the way to do it. But that's why you should watch our show. We keep it real. And we talk about a bunch of people, too, as well, that we're not always favorable just because we know we might see them or whatever else. And what happens is when their agents or representation start to realize that they're coming to us and, oh, we might have okay. dissected their play <laughs> a little too much. No, well, it's it not even that. It's not even that. It's not anything we said about the player. Like the agent gets mad because of something we said about the agent, and they're going to restrict their player from yeah. having an opportunity to come talk to Not us because cool. the agent's mad about us anyway. See, I didn't want to go down that yeah, road. Right, well, we went down, down and we're there. good now. We're anyway, good. as mentioned, Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby Myers will be joining us coming up later in the program. Shereen Williams will be here as well. We'll talk to her about the Cowboys and uh, how relieved she is that she does not have to get Bill Belichick tattooed on one butt cheek uh, and Jerry Jones tattooed on the other. She's relieved. We're disappointed. Because there is a tattoo parlor oh. on the premises. We would have all gone there and we would have made her <laughs> lay down and we would have all just gotten a witness. Like, Can we take a picture every now and then? <laughs> but, uh, yep, she dodged the bullet there. She's good to go. I wonder how drunk I'd have to be to get a tattoo. Uh, gosh. 
Yeah, I it don't know. It would take less than you would think. I would. I was going to say that too. I said I don't think you because I, I, you bring it up every now and then. I think you want. I'd kind of like to do it. Right. I'd kind of like to do it. All right. Well, I'll feed you the drinks, and we'll see where that where that line <laughs> oh, you of don't demarcation need to. is. You don't need to. The ghost of Leonard Toes is is, <laughs> is hovering around the casino. You don't have to feed me the drinks. They're going to be bringing them. All we got to do is stand there, and they're going to bring them. They so will. we'll be good to go. All right. Uh, the Chiefs and the 49ers are good to go. They both arrived yesterday. The perfunctory video of the plane landing with the Chiefs flag out the window and the other plane landing it's with like the, the 49ers official start of the Super flag Bowl. out the window. That is. That is. is. Big red, Natalie clad in the suit. You know, yeah. everything's ready to go. The teams are here. And, you know, it's real when they're here. And it starts when they're here. And we'll spend all week getting you ready. Super Bowl 58. There's Patrick Mahomes, Look not in a suit. Has he got his own luggage there? Or did that he just looks put a like sticker on there? I don't know what that that's, is. That's his luggage. There's Travis There's Kelsey. Who's he? I've never heard of Travis Kelsey. Man, we won't be talking about his Travis fashion, Kelsey that, at all. Like, he became a, not week. only is he, of course, like a legend at tight end, but he right now is like a fashion statement. So, like, people want to see what he's but, wearing, but what bags he, uh, he's carrying. Is that, is Shanahan? That, yeah. Shanahan's Shanahan. into a fashion. He definitely got, a, Got. I bet you, some cool stuff on. Like it's there's, not, And there's Brock Purdy. He's coming to cut your grass <laughs> after school. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's always cool to see the Super Bowl. The 49ers look like they took a more of the approach. Oh, their Debo's all leathered up. Right, but yeah, guys. Some come in the sweatsuit. Some come decked out because they know they're going to be on De- social media and everywhere else. Devo, maybe with the homage he to the, the Elvis rocker. comeback right. special from 1968. Vegas, well right done, there. well yeah. done. Okay, so uh, some old business that our friend Peter King yeah. finally addressed. Right, we were begging them last week. Yeah, somebody please right. ask Kyle Shanahan and or Brock Purdy about Brock Purdy's comment from a few weeks ago that they were going to sign Tom Brady to be the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers for 2023. Regardless of whether or not Brock Purdy was healthy, he would have been the guy this year. Brock would have taken a seat. Nobody had asked anyone about it. Brady was asked about it last week by Pat McAfee, and Brady gave a non-answer. And Brady is very good at giving non-answers. Oh, yeah. To, he's learned. He could be commissioner. Yeah. He's become very good at giving non-answers to right. questions. Don't get me started on commissioner either. <laughs> uh, at least not for a few hours. And uh, what else? What else? Oh, um, John Lynch last week was asked about it, and he finally addressed it, but... We needed to hear from Shanahan. Yeah. We needed to hear from Purdy. And sure. Peter King, riding to work, he's been doing that every year for the past six or seven, except for the COVID year, where he'll ride to work with one of the coaches in the Super Bowl. He finally asked your guy, Kyle, about yeah, it. Right. And Kyle's response was, and I don't know whether it was sarcastic, he said, I'm glad you asked that question. I, I saw you wrote that, and I promise you that was a real answer. Cause not he, like, well, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah, it wasn't that. Thanks for bringing no, that up. I think he's going, glad, I'm glad you brought that up so he can address it right here and get it out of the way. I think that's really the big thing that, that, that he probably wanted to just take it you know, head on and, and discuss it that way. Shanahan, as you've heard me say many a times, and I think it's one of the reasons you respect him in a lot of ways, he is going to keep it real that way. And he's, he usually is extremely honest with the media. In fact, that's why I think sometimes he's awkward with the media because he's like, uh, I don't want to be too honest and say something that I shouldn't say. Oh, he right? recently said he didn't want to know what Debo Samuel's injury was coming out of the division round so he wouldn't that's be in a position I mean. where he had to lie. Oh, I'm telling you. He, well, this is the thing I respect about my friend in a lot of ways, too. I that made, you know, hey, I want to ask you about this or I want to do this interview. And sometimes his answer was like, hey, 
I, I, I'm afraid to do it with you sometimes because you're my buddy and I'm afraid I'm going to just start talking to you like you're my buddy and I'm going to say things that I shouldn't share. But the number one thing about Shanahan, and I know you know this and you've made comparisons to him and Belichick and all that, and there is a lot to compare there. He is all in on his football team in the 49ers and exhausting himself not only to make himself better, to make the team better. And he got to a spot last year where, yes, I think he was still bothered that maybe he passed on Brady in 2020, like you've mentioned many a times. And I think then you couple that with, hey, Purdy's arms hurt. I don't know where he's going to be. And as I told you, I think Brady was flirting with a few teams that were still possibilities when the offseason was over. And that's where Shanahan was taking some of those calls, discussing some of those things with him, you know, ultimately it didn't work out. But yeah, the lines of communication were there. I I knew that, you know, back at the time, really. And that's essentially what he said. He spun it into a positive. He said, I was serious about it. Yep. And he's considering that Brock's got his arm in a sling. I'm really not sure who I've got at quarterback. Right. Is he going to be ready for the start of the season? That started all of it. I actually thought it was giving Brock the biggest compliment. I let him know he's our guy long-term, no question, if Tom Brady wanted to come here and start for one year. That's the only way you're not starting when you're healthy this year, and that's pretty cool. I wanted to assure him, don't worry, you're our guy, but how cool would it be if Tom Brady would be the quarterback here for one season? How cool would it be to learn from him? So in that answer is the commitment that we didn't get because nobody asked him because when you look at what he said to Purdy last year, the – natural follow to that is, well, might he have a wandering eye again this year? What would it take for him to think about Kirk Cousins? Right. And this slams the door on that. Now, four interceptions in the Super Bowl might kick that door open again. But the way he answered that question, he's already made the decision. Purdy's the guy. That's the headline. This isn't something that I'm going to toy with until Purdy wins a Super Bowl. I know. Purdy's the guy. He's already done enough to be the guy. He's seen enough from Purdy on the practice field and meeting rooms, on the game field to go, no, he's proven that to me. Now, again, how good can he be? You know, top 10, can he get to the top five, all that stuff? Sure, we could discuss all of that, you know, and, and we'll see where that goes. But this is not through my years of knowing Kyle and talking about quarterbacks. The conversation, Mike, is nowhere near – you know, the conversation it used to be or the worry I used to hear in his voice when it came to Jimmy Garoppolo at the quarterback position, right? right? I, I mean, I used to have conversations with him there and just realize, like, oh, you know, yeah, he's got questions about his quarterback. He doesn't know how far they can take him. He doesn't know if he can trust him, right? So those were things that would be at the forefront of conversations with Shanahan, and that even filtered in, again, his honesty, even into Trey Lance when he was the starter. Like, I could tell there was trepidation. There was questioning about how good, if he could actually maintain being a starting quarterback in the NFL. I can tell you with 100% confidence, with Brock Purdy, that has never been the issue. It is always positive. It is always a little bit, I got a quarterback, and I got a guy that can do this, and I got a guy who can understand me and translate it to the football field. And that's where, yes, unless it's something monumental, which we haven't really seen, right, from Brock Purdy in his play, I totally think Brock Purdy is the guy of the future. And I think really to what you said is really the point. It's, it's not about Kirk Cousins. He found his Kirk Cousins. Brock Purdy is his Kirk Cousins, and I think that's what he likes exactly right, and he's willing to ride with that. Yeah, and we've seen what Purdy can do. We spent a lot of time last week talking about his running ability. Yes. 
the what is it the water dragon is that what oh uh, yeah the George water Kittle dragon right compared him to and, <laughs> right. and he, he's got a very compact but very efficient style when he has to take yeah, off take and off. run he makes some great throws it's all very non-spectacular right it's not flashy but it's effective right and he's running the offense but he's got that extra twist of the ability to make something happen when the play that's called isn't there. And that has not been a hallmark of the Kyle Shanahan quarterback. The Kyle Shanahan quarterback has been, call my play, run my play, and if my play isn't there, throw it away. Not maybe you can make something happen. Purdy can make something happen. And that's why I think he drafted Trey Lance, because he wanted a guy that could get him out. That's the irony Right, right, exactly right. You know, he wanted a guy that could help him out when he's not right all the time, 100%, right? But now he's got a guy in Purdy where, wait, it's, it's brains, it's not going to wow you with the brawn, but the brawn is good enough. It's certainly good enough. He can make every throw in the football field, and like you said, he can make plays off schedule. You know, He's played phenomenal football. I don't understand the criticism. I think Cam Newton's totally off base with some of the things he's saying. They're ridiculous, right? I want, again, I want to go, wait, but see, I don't, what bothers me too is, so he just beat Jared Goff. I don't hear any of these conversations about Jared Goff had better guys on his football team, and that's not an issue. And in fact, what I would say too is Brock Purdy was able to carry the team in some moments when things weren't there. Jared Goff was not capable of that, but he just gets a free pass even though he was a losing quarterback, and then he's the one that you know, blew the 17-point the lead, and yet we're going to continue to criticize the guy who brought the team back from a 17-point deficit in the NFC Championship game and has played football at an extremely high level the whole year. I understand he's not Mahomes or Josh Allen. We get that. But that doesn't mean you can't be one of the best quarterbacks in football or in the top 10 conversation. I mean, again, Joe Montana was not in the class of Dan Marino or John Elway in the 80s. If we got on a practice field with them, you'd go, oh, my gosh, it's not even close. Elway and Marino, they do everything better than Joe Montana, except maybe play the game, which is the most important thing. you got to be able to play the game. And that's where Brock Purdy is damn good. And you know me. I think John Elway is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. But I'm just trying to say, you know, again, there's more than one way to skin the cat as a uh, – think is a phrase out there. Yeah, it is a phrase. That's good, correct. Good. It's not a simsism as we're live here, and we've yet to curse 16 minutes in, which well, is I'm also a Well, I'm trying to be positive. nice to the London, the, the the Sky crowd. I'm not really worried about the Americans, but the, the UK crowd, I don't want not, not to out. Not that they scrub out the off-color language even when they have five hours to do it, so <laughs> I don't know that live makes all that much of a difference. Right. The difference between good and great quarterback right now in the NFL, it's something that came clearly into focus with Mahomes. The guys who can take nothing and turn it into something. Yes. Okay, you run the play that's called great. It works. Great. Right. That's why offensive coordinators get paid what they get paid. Right. But if it's not there, what are you going to do? Jared Goff, what are you going to do? You're going to throw it away. Right. You're going to live to fight another day. Right. Kirk Cousins, what are you going to do? Exactly You're right. You're going to live to fight another sure. day. Right. The average middle-of-the-pack quarterbacks either can't do it or won't do it. Yes. The best quarterbacks. Right. The top of the top are the right. ones who can take that play that was going to be a negative because negatives happen, right. and they turn it into a positive. Exactly like those right. multiple runs in the NFC Championship where Brock Purdy did the water dragon thing and gains 20, or 30 yards. And make throws when nothing's open. Right. Right? I mean, he did a number of that. There was four or five throws in the football game I mean, that way. Think about this. It goes from second and 11, yes. which would have been third and 11 or longer right. if he'd gotten sacked, and it's first, first and goal. First and goal at the four-yard line. Right? You know, here's, here's another it would have been another third and long. Another third and long, and he gets him out of jail. Yeah. Right. Exactly right. 
You know, again, these are the things where this guy is so bright and smart because what happens to and where this is his game continues to grow and get better, he's, you know, everyone's worried about all the things Shanahan does, right? So he's starting to realize, wait, they're worried about the run, they're worried about the screen, they're worried about Debo over the middle, they're worried about IU deep. Oh, wait, the one thing they forgot about was me, and I can run a little bit, and I can make a play every now and then. And he has brought that to his arsenal you know, more than ever here late in the football season. And, yeah, I would think that that is going to be important in this football okay. game. I would think his legs and a few plays that way are certainly you know, going to be influential in what happens in this one. So if you are Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo right. and you've come up with some of the most legendary postseason yeah. game plans in right. league history, right. what do you do to account for the possibility that yeah. if you have all the guys covered, yeah. all those great weapons covered, right. Right. and the walls are closing in, right. he's going to slip through the crack, yes. and he's going to water dragon his way for 20 yards. How do you prevent that? Well, the, 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 the first thing is, we talked about this a little going to the AFC Championship game. They've had two weeks, two games in a row of defending mobile quarterbacks, right? So all those bylaws and rules are going to still stand in place here. Now, they might not spy him like they would a Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, but I would promise you that they're going to be conscious of rush lanes, conscious of not running by him on a, on a, on a regular basis, right? That would be the big thing. And I think that's where it'll be an interesting thing to do. Kansas City gets great push with their offensive line. They know how to defensive line, excuse me. They can really collapse the pocket. And that, too, is going to be something that I'll be interested to see because Purdy doesn't always play big in the pocket. We saw some plays, his interception in the Detroit game, where the pocket collapsed on him, and he's not going to be able to throw over people with people hanging on him. That's not who he is. And that's where I think Shanahan's got to be a little careful, too, about putting him underneath the center too much, where he might have to be in the shotgun maybe more than, than times past. Maybe to open up some of those lanes, to give him places to run. But, man, Spags, that Chiefs defense, they're all over everything right now, and I do expect them to have some sort of a plan on the third and long situations that we've, we've talked about Come here. back. It comes back to, excuse me, the basic reality that you got 11 guys. Yeah. And how you deploy them dictates where openings might be. And if you start doing anything differently because you're trying to anticipate the possibility of Brock Purdy taking off and gaining 20 yards and turning second 11 into first and goal or right. third and six into first down, yep. you're, you're undermining yourself somewhere else. If you're paying attention, if you're peeking, if you're trying, if you're Definitely. somebody may run by you. Right. And, they, they, and I guess that becomes the next level for Shanahan. How do you maybe bait them into getting caught flat footed? Yeah, sure. Thinking he's going to run here. Right. And maybe he acts like he's going to run and then stops and does a quick little pop pass or something. Like, where, where's the next frontier yeah, of what we go. see that yeah. Purdy can do? Yeah. And, and this is the chess match within that broader effort to just kind of figure out what's going to happen next. He's going to have to make some plays like that in this game. Shanahan is not going to be right all the time against Spags. Oh, Spags is Spags because of his, his consistent ability, unlike most old coaches in football, to continue to grow, get better, self-scout themselves, change, not go, this is what I learned 20 years ago and I'm still doing it. Right, that's where guys like Shanahan and McVay and even Andy Reid on the other side. That's when they screw defenses over. And so Spags is not going to let Shanahan get comfortable in a groove to go. Oh, every time you go three receivers here, we'll be in this coverage, right? Or every time you get two receivers here and two receivers the other side, where he's not his his big part of the game is going to be. Don't let Shanahan figure out what the hell I'm playing. 
And so there's going to be plays because of that that will then end up into backyard Brock Purdy football. And can he make a play against one of the best playmaking defenses in football? We know that too. And that's where they're special. Mike, I would expect we see some things where Nick Bolden, Willie Gay, if he's healthy, maybe even Reed in the middle of the defense at times when he comes down at safety, where they're there, they're kind of playing for crossers or people over the middle of the field, right? They're not playing anybody man-to-man, but they're aware of Purdy running, right? So they're going to be like Spags will teach them, hey, if you got a shallow crosser, get in their way, right? Try to help out some of the other guys chasing. But as you're doing that and kind of feeling that out, have your eyes on Purdy in case he makes a move so then you can run him down. And those are some of the things that they did to Lamar and Josh Allen, and uh, they're really well-schooled up. It's going to be, hey, the Shanahan offense versus the damn Steve Spagnuolo defense is bring your popcorn because it's going to be the ultimate brain and chess match. It's a wrinkle we never really thought we'd have that I think we need to pay a ton of attention to how they deal with the possibility, the likelihood yeah. of Brock Purdy right. running and running effectively. When we're so used to the Patrick Mahomes improvisation, that guy, right. it's a more controlled, right. it's a more deliberate, it's a more strategic thing. Well, but when it happens, you got to have an answer for it. Yes, yes. And, and as we know, the great ones do both, right? I mean, when we talk about Mahomes or Allen or Joe Burrow, we go, well, they can do whatever. They can run the Shanahan offense and you know, dissect you with their brain. Or they could go, well, just hey, make sure you just run around and I'll figure it out. Like, that's the kind of talents those guys are. And that's the things they can do on the football field. Not everybody has that. Mahomes is Mahomes because of that. Mahomes is already in the greatest quarterback of all time conversation because of that. He can dissect you like Brady or Manning, or he can run around and make plays like, you know, John Elway in his prime and throw lasers 40 yards across the field in an awkward position. So that's where he is, of course, the, the most special guy maybe we've ever seen at the position. Uh, but, yeah, both, both guys are going to have to make some big plays in this one. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Another very interesting nugget in Football Morning in America, where right. Peter King recounted the questioning of, of Kyle Shanahan about the pursuit of Tom Brady. Yeah. 
Shanahan talks about the drafting of Brock Purdy with the last pick in the 2022 draft, yeah. selection number 262. Right. And Shanahan says, the pick's coming up, and I remember Dr. John York. He's the owner, along with Jed York, yep. of the team. Dr. John York asking, who's the best player out there? I go, well, there's no doubt Purdy's the best player. He goes, then what are we talking about? Right. I was like, well, there's other spots. Yeah. Other positions. Right. We might be able to get him as a free agent for $10,000 after the draft. Yeah. Dr. York can't believe it. He's looking at me like, I don't get why there's a discussion if you guys think he's the best player. This is a way where ownership can have value. And this is understanding. Clear the brain a right, little bit of right. the coach. It's right? not pretending to know the right. niceties of what the guy's strengths and weaknesses are, how I'm he's going to be able to throw to the ball right. effectively against the cover three or whatever. Right. This is just organizational. Right. Get everyone on the same page. You're telling me something. Well, yeah. I'm hearing you. What, Are yeah. you hearing yeah. what I'm yeah. hearing? Like, exactly. Why, you know, listen to yourself. And you have right. somebody who's wise, who's right. experienced, and who's able to say, dude, what are you doing? Because back in week seven, yeah. as the Vikings were getting ready to host the 49ers, right. one of the sound bites of the week was Purdy saying if he hadn't gotten drafted, that he, he might have signed with the Vikings. one of those teams. Exactly right. That's the risk of, yeah, maybe we don't draft him. You know, we can get him for a low amount of money. But what happens is there's seven other teams with that game plan, right? And all of a sudden you go, oh, no, we're in a bidding war for a free agent player that we didn't even draft. And, yeah, it becomes an issue. So that's why you draft them, too. You take that off the table and don't even have to worry about it. And, you know, I think Dr. York did good there listening to Shanahan and understanding, hey, best player, he's a quarterback, you can't have enough good, good, you know, good in them. I know, okay, yeah, there's other roster spots, but it's the quarterback. And, obviously, he was speaking very positively of him that, that Dr. York could, could sort through the BS there. And, of course, that's one of the best – Mr. Irrelevant picks in the history well, of football. And, th- and think about it. Would Brock Purdy have been attracted to a situation where it's Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, where Trey Lance is entering the season as the presumed starter, who's no, going to be the starter I, for I years to come? Right. We didn't know he was going to break an ankle week two. Right. We didn't know they were going to be done with him after one year. We didn't know things were going to happen the way they did to give Brock Purdy an opportunity when right. he got one. So he might have gone to Minnesota. He might have been the understudy to Kirk Cousins. Well, he could have been. Exactly. You know, it, it's it's – where the people like like Shanahan and you know even like Belichick back in the day teams where they hey our offense is good our organization is good they sometimes go well we'll be able to get him here cuz he wants to come here right and do that and i think maybe that's part of what Shanahan was thinking too like hey most quarterbacks want to come here and play right we saw people last year they were beating down the 49ers door to be the backup quarterback Sam Darnold, Mitchell Trubisky, all these, other, all these guys out there throughout the years who were kind of in that limbo spot of, wait, I'm not a starter anymore, I'm being relegated to backup. You know, they want to go to Shanahan because they're like, whoa, this guy knows how to put everybody on the field and succeed. We said no to Tom Brady. Exactly. We'll say yes to you. Yeah, well, maybe. Right. Yeah. So, but but th- those are the struggles these coaches go through, and uh, obviously they got it right with Brock Purdy, and, and it all worked out the right way. We're going to play a little sound from Brock Purdy here in a second, but before we do, I have an important question that's come to us via X. Wow. Somebody wants to know, this is from Cowboy 777 what day this year will Chris Trippin fall? <laughs> and I see the, I see the apparatus there. back there. We need to be sure it's properly nailed down, yep. that all we'll precautions see. have been taken. We may want to add netting. Or, yeah, we may uh, want to put some put netting pad there, to avoid that. Something. And up comes the shoe. Boom. That was so close to you kicking somebody in the head. I know. But uh, I was very concerned. I rushed to your aid. 
I was my friend. My yeah. friend is down. Thanks, what can I do to help my friend? Thanks, friend. Yeah. Thanks a lot. So. That's all right. That was a graceful fall by a great athlete. We oh, here's the another other angle. angle. Oh, this wow. Is the, Thank you, Courtney. This is the little Courtney known. Courtney back in Connecticut has <laughs> got the Sapruder film here. She's got the Sapruder. Look at the three girls over me. They're you like, hey, who are you? Them in the head. Like, what are you? Who are you? Are you idiot? I mean, seriously. They didn't even ask me if they were inches. okay. I think they thought I was doing something for the show. And I was like, no, that wasn't anything yeah. for the show. All I'm right. not tripping and falling this week. All right. I'm not going down. Not going to do that two Super Bowls in a row. Part of me Not hopes that we won't have a repeat of that. And part of you part does. Of me hopes that we yeah. will. Maybe you'll be more concerned about your friend next I time will. around. I'll, I'll, you know, we're plugged <laughs> in, and you know, yeah, I don't want to yeah, break yeah. anything. Boo, boo right. crap, boo crap, right. boo crap. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for self-editing yourself, too, because last year when we were live, you, uh, you used that same trio of words with a different back end. Here's Brock Purdy on the front end of Super Bowl week talking about the importance of something the 49ers have failed to do so far in the postseason, get out to a faster start offensively. Here he is. I feel like all of us were sort of learning that. Um, just that, really that chip on our shoulder, the mindset of our backs being against the wall, and we need it. That's when our best style of ball comes out, and we all step up to the plate and, and play our best. So um, whatever that mindset is early on, we need to get to it. And so... Um, Obviously, we can. We need to do a better job with you know third downs early in the game and converting on those and staying on the field. Um, but I mean, when we needed to come back, we we step it up, we pick it up. The intensity, uh, everyone's just on it and on point. So if we can have that kind of mindset early on, just like we have all year, you know, um, come out you know firing away. I mean, I think that's when uh, you know our, our defense plays well with that. So um, that's something that we all got to talk about and, and and be better at for sure. And that starts with me. So. He's aware of his role in the failure of the team to get going. I mean, the bottom line is they were down 24-7. Yes, they came back from 24-7, but they were down 24-7. They weren't as effective offensively yeah, as they needed to right. be. It was sluggish the whole game. He was having trouble throwing the ball yep. in the wet conditions at Levi's Stadium in the division round against the Packers. So it has been on him. He's the one that's got to provide that spark, get the lawnmower started, get the offense going. Right. It's part of the obligation. Yes. We're going to praise him. He's got that obligation to be the one to get it going. I, I, listen, you know, I'm sure they want to come out aggressive firing. you got to be careful against the Chiefs, though. I, I will say that. We know the Chiefs, they're, they're aggressive as well. You don't want that, oh, we come out aggressive and all of a sudden we throw an interception, we get strip sack fumble because we're waiting for a 40-yard pass to develop down the football field. So that's the fine line that Brock Purdy and the 49ers are going to have to find. You know, hey, listen, Mike, at the end of the day, there's no way the 49ers can feel like they got to have a little fear in them right now. They haven't played, they've been outplayed in two playoff games in a row. They peaked in mid-December. They, they have not they have not shown us the same team we saw through that winning streak through the meat and potatoes of the football season. That team has not been apparent. And they're kind of telling us that, right? That's, to me, one of the fascinating things about this story. I know we got some stuff to talk about with the Chiefs as well, but to me, it's, I mean, you hear Steve Wilkes talking about effort from his defensive football team. Yes, and the effort in pursuit. You, embarrassing. Those things... You don't you hear those word. things. It was embarrassing and uh, other strong language. Right. I can't remember exactly what it was, so I don't want to try to quote him, but a couple of very strong adjectives for how badly the defense was showing effort and pursuit. Right. So those are rare to hear that kind of talk after a, a playoff run going to the Super Bowl. I think was the other word. Yeah, unacceptable. unacceptable. Unacceptable and embarrassing. Right. right. So you got that, and then you got the offense that's – 
you know, yes, they put up some points last week and all that, but I think at the same time, we're not seeing the same explosive offense that we have seen, you know, throughout November, late October, early December before the Ravens game. And so that's got to be concerning, too, when, you know, okay, we haven't played our best offense, we haven't started games hot, and now we're playing a team that's, you know, relishes the Super Bowl, the big moment. They're going to come out hot. They were going freaking crazy in the AFC Championship game. I mean, they put their soul on the line. They knew who they were playing. The Ravens in Baltimore, the best team in football. You know, so the Chiefs here, that's where this is an intriguing mentality for how the 49ers are going in this game and something I'm certainly going to be watching to see how they start off and, and kind of can they get some confidence. You mentioned uh, the comments. Let's hear it. Yeah. Let's see it. Steve Wilkes cool. last week talking about the lack of effort by the 49ers defense against the Detroit Lions. I think you really have to ask them individually. Uh, collectively, as a team, I can tell you as a defense, it's unacceptable. All right? And we talked about that. Uh, I wish I could tell these guys on play four, on play 27, this is what's going to happen. Uh, you don't know. Uh, so we got to make sure that we play every down as if it's going to be the difference in the ball game. And you could see on those two particular plays, uh, it wasn't to our standard. And those guys understand and know that. And quite honestly, it was embarrassing. Unacceptable and embarrassing, and they have to get that right. And, you know, you mentioned that the 49ers peaked early. They're facing in the Super Bowl a team that's peaking. That is peaking. Right. That is getting better each Exactly week. right. That has that vibe, that right. has that, you know, I say every year there's always a team around Thanksgiving that starts to get it together. This time it was the Chiefs it was Christmas. around Christmas yeah, right. after they got embarrassed, right. after the Raiders came to town, right. took their lunch money on Christmas Day. That was the moment they turned it around and off it went in the other direction and they keep getting better and better. That's and it's usually not an established team, a no. team that we expect to be one of the Super Bowl contenders that is the one that finds this gas pedal late and goes off like they that, did. That, yeah. It's going to make it harder for the 49ers. It's going to make it harder for the 49ers. That's where, you know, there's got to be a little self-doubt in their mind about how they've been playing lately. And then with the Chiefs, there is no self-doubt. Now, is that a good thing? I don't know. You know, the Chiefs have had fear the last few weeks of going to Buffalo and Baltimore, and they were the villain, and now here they are kind of, again, I know they're the underdog by points, but, like, I don't really feel like they're the underdog, and I don't, I think most people around town are kind of like, the Chiefs are underdogs? What? I did, they have Patrick Mahomes. They're the Chiefs, right? They're <laughs> underdogs. So it's a it's a little weird that way, um, certainly. But you know, to your point there, like you're exactly right, right? 49ers kind of just surviving. They're on the ropes. They're wobbly, but they're still winning. Okay, great. The Chiefs are thriving and continuing what it looks like to go on an upward trend here of playing the right way. And to where I get it to, to me, where this is awesome. You know my phrase was embrace the ugly. I was trying to say in December on Football Night in America and all that. They've embraced that. And this is where they've gone next level in my opinion. Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, to me, have kind of gone Brady in New England mode here. It's no longer like we're going to worry about, oh, our stats or we're going to run cool plays. They have finally accepted who the F cares. We're going to win the freaking game. Nobody will remember my stats and all this other crap that goes along with it three years from now. Did we win the game? Did I make the big plays in the big moments? That all that mattered. And I feel like the Chiefs have turned that switch on to go, yep, forget. I don't need to throw for 350. It doesn't have to be cool and sexy all the time. We're just going to come in here and be the Chiefs and beat you. And I think that's scary, too. And the thing that, that helps the 49ers 
the idea that they've been in these tough, gritty, grinded-out games. Yeah. We talked about how the Eagles didn't have the benefit of that last year, and then they get into a grinded-out, gritty game with the Chiefs, and they kind of lock up. They lost sight of who they were. There were a couple of fourth downs. Maybe they should have gone for it, and they didn't. But now, what's going on with the 49ers is, if they're not careful, they're going to be the ones who are down 17 or worse against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, I don't feel certain about many things in this world right now. If the Chiefs are up 24-7 at the half, they're not going to leave the door open for the 49ers to come back. And that's what they need to guard against. That's why they do need to start faster they can't because the the chiefs if they're going to be sluggish the chiefs will take advantage of it they'll do that golden state warriors run yeah early right and then hang on yeah kind of like they did against the ravens sure and see what they did against the ravens they didn't get greedy they didn't want more touchdowns nope. they didn't want more points we'll hey, just keep working. playing Mahomes the way we gotta play himself. right we'll, we'll, we'll be careful field position we'll defense i'll be defense smart is playing great exactly be right smart. that's where they i feel like let them back next in level it. i i would agree with you there that is it would certainly be harder right that's where it's 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 again I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot harder to envision the 49ers in some of these things. We could see the Chiefs getting out early, right? In a, in a tight end of the game, one score type of football game, too. I mean, geez, nobody wants to play Mahomes in those type of games either. So that's where, yes, the 49ers. I I feel, and you heard me say this, their defense I think is the worst out of all the teams that have gone to the championship game over the last five years. And the offense has hit a lull. And that's weird to be going into a Super Bowl that way, like you said, with a team that's hot, feeling confident. But what I will say to, like, let's flip the script a little bit on the Chiefs. Will they be too confident? Will they be like, wait, we beat the Ravens and they beat the crap out of the 49ers? We went to Buffalo and Baltimore. That's going to be harder than playing in a you know, neutral site in Las Vegas, right? Is there going to be, you know, they're not the villain on the road. Mahomes isn't going to have the, oh, people think Josh Allen or Lamar are better than me. Yeah. He's not going to have yeah. that because he's going to go, I'm better than Brock Purdy. They're wearing red. They're w- right? I'm surprised they didn't do the thing. Remember the, ste- so, the year the Steelers were on the road the whole time? Sure. And they, they had the choice yeah, and they yeah. went with white because they wanted to keep right, that keep vibe. Right, keep it going. I hear uh-huh. you. That's a, that's a good point, too. I never thought about that. But the, like, the, the, those are the things I worry about from the Chiefs aspect of them going, wait, we already got through the hard part. And they're not playing that good, right? And that's where we've seen the Chiefs take their foot off the gas yep. pedal before, and play you always use the phrase, play with yep. their food. Yep. That's what they do. Now you add on Mr. Mahomes Sr. getting a DUI and some of those things, too, to distract you from the moment a little bit. Yeah, those are things that I worry about for the Chiefs right now. Obviously, I, I'm a little more worried about the 49ers and where they are, but there is some psychological things I can look at from the Chiefs' standpoint that I think uh, that are worth questioning there. I saw that news yesterday when we were on our layover in Charlotte that Patrick Mahomes Sr. Right. was arrested on suspicion of DWI in Texas. It would be his third DWI, which per Texas law has some ridiculously strict penalties down there two to ten years you don't want to mess with that group and yeah how's that not a distraction right it's similar but different from what happened on the thursday night three years ago when Britt reed the son of andy reed driving home Britt was working for the chiefs at the time driving home and caused that accident while he was under the influence permanently injuring a small girl and he's in prison now and that happened right as they're getting ready to pack up and go to tampa because it was the covid year and and they didn't come down the week before. And I think we underestimated what an impact that had on everyone as they came down right. to Tampa to play the Super Bowl. But this is definitely, how is it not? It's your father. How is it not an issue 
for Patrick Mahomes to have to deal with as they process and understand what the potential consequences of this could be with a third DUI and the kind of doubt that he might be feeling like, why didn't I do everything I could to make sure he would never be in this situation again? Yeah. I have all the money in the world. Right. Why don't we not have a chauffeur? Car service on, right. uh, a car service I already, a 24 chauffeur. hours a day. Right. Why didn't I do that? Why didn't I insist? Yeah. I bet he tried and I right. bet dad's like, I'm fine. Right. Why didn't I insist? Why didn't I have that guy just sitting out there all the time so we wouldn't have him be in this situation? It's, it's something he's going to have to process. And look, we know he can. We know he's mentally tough enough to do it, but it's just another thing to go on the pile of the other things he's already got to deal with. Yeah, I agree. Now, they're, they're, the, they're the kings of being able to block out distractions. We know that. Good or bad, whatever. They still, they're the greatest show on turf right now. We know that. But, yeah, I would imagine that this was a little annoying for Mahomes. I think probably better that it's actually a personal thing to just Mahomes rather than maybe a coach on the staff, right? Where then everybody's kind of whispering about it in the locker room and it's the coach's son and it's just like there all the time. This one's a little bit more like, hey, it's Mr. Mahomes and yeah, he likes to have a drink and a cigar. We know that, right? He shows that off after every game uh, to where I don't think it'll be the same distraction, but nonetheless, it still is. And uh, yeah, it's something that the Chiefs will have to overcome. And of course, Mahomes is going to have to answer those questions tonight at his media day in front of the whole NFL. Someone's going to bring that up at some point. I mean, there's no need to moralize about it. It's just perplexing in this day and age where all you have to do is press the button yeah. and the car shows up. Right. And I know that the brain that is making that assessment yes. is impaired. Right. But I'd like to think you'd have to be pretty damn impaired to not come to the conclusion that all I got to do is press that button and a car is going to show up. Oh, That's right. A car is going to show up. <laughs> Oops. Cancel, cancel, Uber. cancel. I mean, I'm, I'm but Uber. it's so easy. Oh, but it's so, it's so easy. easy. I mean, Uber, I, I need to invest in Uber. I got a 17-year-old and a 13-year-old, and I can't keep up. I'm sending more freaking money to Uber right now than I'd like to. I can tell you that much. And it's just amazing because it doesn't feel like money because you never have no, to you actually. Really you don't have to cash. get out your money yeah, clip. exactly. You don't have to give them cash. You just you look don't at have your to worry American about paper Express money. card bill at the yeah. end of the month, and you go, oh, crap. Yeah. What the hell was I doing? Danielle, my wife, what did you buy? And what else did you buy? How dare you? <laughs> she bought she bought a hair clasp so you could wrap up your, yeah, right. your money yeah, and your yeah, credit cards yeah, when you right. come to Las Vegas. Yes, so she's exactly. trying to help you out. All right. Uh, we mentioned the underdog status of the Chiefs throughout this postseason. They are two-point underdogs, and it's held that way for about a week now. It moved right. around at first. Here's Patrick Mahomes talking recently about the Chiefs being underdogs this postseason. I think for some guys, for sure. Um, I mean, we just haven't had that that aspect, so I kind of lit a fire, I think, under some guys, uh, including myself. But um, at the end of the day, it's playoff games. I um, mean, you want to win. I mean, you, this is this is what you kind of play for. And I think that fire would have been, regardless if we were underdog or not, that fire would have been lit because this is the time of year that you work for and you put in those hard practices for. And I think we have that mindset. If we're going to practice the way we do and we're going to work the way we uh, work, we're not going to let it slide by. And we're going to make sure that we maximize our opportunity every time we're out there. And, you know, we talk about where does the motivation come from if it doesn't feel like they're underdogs, if they're wearing the red jerseys, if they're not in a hostile environment, if they're not the villains. It, it comes from turning two to three. Yeah. That's it. Two to three. This is his chance to get two to three. And, I, yep. and he's not going to blow that, I don't think. So you're, all, you're making your pick already. I've been talking about I, I mean, I, I made my pick in September. I know. Chiefs 49ers, Chiefs win. How I am know. I going to go back on it now? I know. And you're I not going to abandon your friend. It's I, just a, I took 49ers, Chiefs as and, well, and, and I took 49ers the 49ers. Twins. I know, but I'm nervous. But, but this guy is obsessed yeah. in a good way yeah. with catching Tom Brady. Yeah. And this is his chance. I mean, I know Brady lost three, and 
Mahomes has already lost one, and it's not like he's going to win every Super Bowl he ever gets to, but this is his chance to turn two to three. No, no question and about it. And until it becomes three, he's stuck at that. Yeah. And he, then he'll have a chance to turn three to four. He's and, aware. Yeah. He's aware. You know, I saw him talking this this week, too. He's aware of kind of like where he is even in the playoffs, you know, as far as wins. He's, he's very aware of his status of the all-time greats. And, of course, he wants this, right? Just like we knew Brady was chasing Joe Montana and had that as a benchmark, right? Same thing with Mahomes here. And they're set up for it. I mean, he's just just in the prime of his career. This is the, this is the master of masters here. I mean, it's, it's dissect you surgically, make the most unbelievable off-schedule plays you've ever seen in your life. He can do it all. And what's crazy, too, the team is set up. The team, because of the trade of Tyreek Hill and all that, they turned that into a number of great defensive players. They have one of the youngest teams in all of football. So let's see what they can do. But these are the opportunities that, yeah, he's going to have to take advantage of more than than not, right? And uh, we'll see. This is a big one against the 49ers. Yeah, and I mean, look at those. First six seasons as a starter. It's almost 100 more touchdowns than Tom Brady. It's 20 less interceptions. I mean, again, that's where where I don't know if people understand. Brady is the man. I get it. Brady got groomed. Brady got to play defense, run the ball. We don't need you every week. Mahomes got in the field. They're like, 350, four touchdowns, or we can't win. 350, four touchdowns, we can't win. More formations, make more plays, or we can't win. It was literally the organization on his shoulders from the start. And that's, to me, where it is a little different from Brady. And he has an edge in that department. But we all know the standard is the Super Bowl wins, and we'll see where he goes from there. And and really think about this. He's had six years as a starter. This is Super Bowl appearance number four. The one they lost, his toe was messed up right. so bad he had to have surgery both two days later. Both tackles were hurt. And both tackles were injured. And, and the he crash. still, he ran around made and made plays some of the plays he made. They, they are the best incomplete passes in NFL Remember Mike history. Evans on mic'd up on, side, on the sidelines of that one? Mike Evans, he was literally like, to, to your point, was literally like, they had him mic'd up on the side. He was like, oh, my God, huh? <laughs> Mahomes is a magician. I mean, the whole game, that's all he kept saying because he's going, we're going to sack him for 12-yard loss. And all of a sudden, it'd be like, whoa, they got a gain or he got that off and it should have been a touchdown. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. So that one could have been number three. Yeah. And then the time they didn't make it was the Brady overtime. If the rules had been different or if the coin had gone differently, yeah. maybe they would have made it that year if and played D4 the Rams. line up off sides, would have been, yeah, the game's over. would have been a rematch right. of that 54-51 Monday night before Thanksgiving thriller right. against the Rams. Imagine right. that. Yeah. We got 13-3 instead. Holy crap. And then the, Bengals the year lost. They, they had the Bengals beaten, and they got cute. They started playing with their food. Yeah. And the next thing you know, their food was all over their face. Right. That's another one they could have been to the Super Bowl. And then, I still say 2017, when... Alex Smith was not playing well, and Travis Kelsey was on this show. Back before Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey, and he would do this show. He was on this show, and he said that Mahomes is doing incredible things in practice. Right. And I remember saying, hey, if the offense is sluggish, put, put in the kid. Yeah. Because yeah. we remembered from the preseason what he did against the Titans, running to his right full speed, fired that dart, took a shot in the face, right on the money. Hit that bombing in the Falcons crap. preseason yeah. game Holy right through like 60 in the air. what this kid can do. Let's get him out on yeah, the field. Right. So they resisted. But that's an, it's just, it's amazing. And he's getting better, and he's hitting his prime, and his brain is becoming that supercomputer where you can't fool him, and his body can still do what it does. 
as I said last week, as we were breaking down the aftermath of the AFC Championship, if you don't like this, folks, find something else to do on your Sundays during football season because it's going to continue to be the Chiefs for years to come. We're going to take a break. When we return, two guys who aren't happy about the fact that it will be the Chiefs for years to come and try to keep it from happening. Raiders quarterback Aiden O'Connell and receiver Jacoby Myers next live here on PFT Live. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.